we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there... Time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, Real sweat, blood, and tears. Real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Yes, it's Friday. Good morning. The weekend is here. The weekend is absolutely here, man. What's happening? How y'all feeling out there? Oh, man, pretty good. I'm excited about this weekend. I really don't have much to do this weekend. I ain't got nothing to do. I can relax at home and do absolutely positively nothing. My daughters don't have dance. Uh, Jackson doesn't have basketball. Logan doesn't have track. I'm just relaxing at the crib. Yeah, that's not my life. Cheer, Dad, baby. Oh, you cheer this weekend. There's cheer competitions to attend this weekend, baby. You know, so yeah, that's 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 what I'll be doing. All right. Well, this morning I'm I am a little bit excited though because I'm gonna get a sneak mm-hmm. peek this weekend uh, at uh, Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. You know, that's the um, the, the 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 book the book that Judy Bloom created decades ago is finally coming out as a, as a movie, and I'm gonna get a sneak peek of that this weekend. So I'm excited about that. Okay. That I'm excited about. All right. Well, today's show, Amani will be joining us. 
That's right. Salute to the homie Amani, man. That's my peoples right there. Uh, she's going to be up here to talk to us about not just Ramadan, because it is Ramadan, but also uh, Muslim Women's Day, which is happening uh, this March 27th. I believe. And it's That's an right. annual celebration to help elevate uh, Muslim women's voices. And Omani has a, a big voice, not just for a Muslim woman, but a woman, period. So uh, Omani will be here to talk to us about that later today, later this morning. That's right. And also, Jermaine Dupree and Currency will be joining us. They got a new project, so we'll get a chance to kick it with both of them. The legend Jermaine Dupree, the young legend Currency, uh, can't wait to talk to both of them. I think their album is called uh, For Motivational Purposes Only. Yes. Or for motivational use only One or the other Motivational use only, yeah Yes, alright Alright, and get it off your chest If you need to vent 800-585-1051 It's a Friday And then you need to vent Call us up right now It's the Breakfast Club Good morning Ray, Ray, Ray Yo, Charlemagne Izzy, what up? Are we live? This is your time to get it off your chest I got an indoor pool An outdoor pool We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club We can get on the phone right now here and tell you what it is We live? Hello, who's this? Yo, what up, what up, Envy? Uh, Charlemagne, it's Charles, man. Um, y'all might not remember I called last year. I'm the guy that got fired from Club Live. I, I don't, I don't remember. But oh, what's oh, up? How, how are you, Charles? I don't remember. But what's happening? Well, anyway, anyway, I, I want to ask y'all something, man. Um, I got a roommate that's a pathological liar. You know, what I'm, saying? I'm trying to be his friend, but it seems like he'll tell me something, and a few months later he'll tell me something different, and he'll forget the lie he told, and he, he'll never admit to okay. lying. And I want to be the guy's friend, but. You know, can would you be a friend with somebody that you knew was lying to you? No. No. It, de- I mean, it depends what they're roommate. lying about. I mean, it's not even an important it, it, lie. It depends. Be nonsense. No. That's what I'm saying. I'm one of those people. I like to lie for stuff, like, for no reason. But then I'll tell you I'm lying. You know what I mean? But it ain't nothing okay, serious. For, for instance, for, for instance he got, he's got a really nice car, you know what I'm saying? And he told me his car was paid off. So then a few weeks la- later, <laughs> you know, he, told me, uh, he, he told me, okay. <laughs> Uh, no, literally a few weeks later, he told me that he was still making payments on his car and it'll be finished, paid off in a few years. You know, but why would he lie to me about that, man? You know? But well, th- those lies don't affect Because you. you have to speak. That's right. And yeah, but, you got to like speak they, things into like existence. But, but like they say, it's not the lie that necessarily offends me. It's the, he insults my intelligence because I, I know you're lying. Damn. You know what I'm saying? You, you know why you upset? I'm going to tell you why you upset. You upset because you ain't calling him on his lies. See, you can be friends with anybody if you accept who they are. So whenever they do, do stuff like that, you got to be like, man, shut your lying ass up. Man, I know you lying. You just mad you ain't well, calling them on it. Well, I, you know what? I'll take your advice and I'll do that from now on. I'll yeah, call like, his ass out. Like, I'll do Is he that, home man. Now? I'll do that. Uh, no, he he's home? at work right now, actually. Damn, we should he's call him. He's at work. You want to call no, him? No, don't, don't call him. But anyway, I want, I want to also say something. See, I think you're lying now. Don't call him. Don't call him. No, he's literally at work, man. It's early <laughs> in the morning. He's going to work or whatever. I get off at midnight. I work at Wendy's. I get off at midnight. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm still up. I've been watching movies. All right. Thank you, brother. Yeah. What you say? You was about to ask me something. What you What you was saying? No, he said I'm upset. Oh, who? Me? Him? The liar? Yeah the, yeah, the guy that worked at Wendy's. No, liar hung up. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Williams from 757. What's up, man? Virginia. Get it off your chest, brother. Hey, what's happening, Envy? What's good, Charlamagne? Hey, hey y'all got King, a guest how you doing, brother? I'm all right. I'm all right, brother. Hey. Oh, no guest host today. We won't have guest host again until next week. Claudia Jordan was supposed to be here today, but uh, she got stuck in Miami, I think. Yep. Okay, okay. That's what's happening there. All right, this is about what y'all saying about Trump and everything he got going on with the arrest. Charlamagne was saying that he should just drop out because it seemed like a witch hunt and everything would go away. But his ego getting in the way. But that don't really That's got nothing fact. to do with ego. You know what I mean? But 
But it's like, why would he drop out just because they come at him? If that's the case, you know what I'm saying? I would, I would go harder though. That really got nothing to do with ego, you know. I mean, listen, if you believe in what you believe in, uh, I, I can, I can understand what you're saying. And, and you know what's crazy? It's going to make his followers uh, turn up even more because they're going to feel like, oh, this is an attack on our guy. You know, so they're going to rally around him even more. Yeah, yeah. So this this going to look good for him in the long run, for real. You, you're, not, so, you're not wrong. He's going to become a martyr. You're not wrong. And you know America yeah, loves a good martyr. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed, man. Thank but, you, brother. You know, that, that was, yeah, yes, sir. Hello, who's this? Ray B from the Campbell Soup City. Hey, Campbell Soup City. What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Man, right now I got to show some love to my my homegirl, Lisa. They found her in the apartment, not alive. I got to show some love to my little niece. They saw her baby. She wasn't alive. And my homeboy, Chris, that live up here in Warren, the barber, show some love to his family. All this happened within a week and a half. Damn. My brother, I am sorry to hear that. I am sending healing energy to you and all of those families. And uh, I'm sorry that all of y'all have to go through that, my brother. Damn. And you said that. In God we trust. In God we trust over any living person alive. I respect that. All right, brother. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning. What's going on with you? This is G. G, what's up? Get it off your chest, brother. Oh, man. First of all, I just want to shout out both of my boys, uh, Amari. I mean, Amani. I'm sorry. He's going to be mad at me. I miss his name. <laughs> but uh, Amani, uh, he ate JoJo. He's 11. Um, boys, get up, get you, get yourselves together, man. Let's go, let's go, go learn something today. Let's and, go uh, learn. Let's go he? learn. Yes, sir. You hung up on him? Here's the thing. Red is all bored up. Red has learned from Envy in regards to just hanging up on people, yo. They don't care. I know, com- I know. If you don't hang up on me, they don't care. Don't if you compl- they me. don't care if you complete your thoughts. They don't say peace. They just clip you. Hello, who's this? Okay, uh, what I want to get off my chest is actually two things. One is African parents making you their slave for life just because they brought you to America. And the second one what? is managers <laughs> at work acting like, you know, they own the f***ing place when the whole time they getting paid just like we are too. Okay. Well, the ex- first one, African parents will bring you here and think you have to be working for them and work to your bones till the day you die. Hopefully, they're Africans listening right now. You don't have to do it. Okay. That's- All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say. Oh, you don't have to be slaves, Africans. That's what she just said. Yeah. Okay. Hello, who's this? Hey, hey this, this is Brandon. Hey, Brandon, get it off your chest, bro. Oh, that's what's up, man. It's, I always listen to this show when I woke up in the morning tomorrow and going to school and whatnot. Okay. Well, thank you for listening, brother. I appreciate it. No problem, man. I want to give a shout out to my mom, my dad. My dad probably at work in the truck right now listening to it. What's up, Pop? All right, brother. Have a good one. Hey, I need y'all to remember one thing about this segment, all right? It's called Get It Off Your Chest, okay? So it's not a shout-out segment, all right? This isn't a roll call. Call in and get something off your chest. If you want to vent, if you want to tell us why you're blessed, that's what this segment is for. Let's not forget that, people. Okay, listeners? Let's try one more time. Hello, who's this? Jody. Hey, Jody. Get it off your chest. Hey, my boyfriend. Just left. While I was at the hospital, my son, he grabbed all his shit and left. 
Uh, we we can't hear you. I don't know if you got us on Bluetooth. What a loser! What a clown he is. Was that your baby? Yeah, but no, we've been together for three years, and you know, he just he wasn't ready for all this. Wow, he didn't give you no heads up, no nothing. Yeah, he gave me a little heads up. I left him, you know, I got, I left him the option, and he he just grabbed the stuff. I was at the hospital. I couldn't really do anything, so wow. just get it off my chest because I need to start over and. His whole family doesn't even like me anyways. You still love him? Of course I do. Oh, well. I can't <laughs> no, but it's nice talking to you guys. Oh, my goodness. I love you guys so much. I listen to you every day, and I'm here just to get motivated and get the day going. All right. Well, have a great you. one, Mama. Yeah, don't let him back in the house too soon either now. All right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. 
Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests joining us today. Who we got? Who we got? We got Charlie Walk hey and Stefan Benz. Welcome. Hey, thank you very much for having us. Now, Charlie Walk, if, if people don't know who you are, let's start off from there. Let's thank, start off. Thank this, God you do. Some of the history. That's <laughs> all that really matters. And some of the things that you did in this this thing we call the music industry. You know, I started off early, like when I was at Columbia Records at 18. My first job was to work with like LL Cool J into Slick Rick into New Kids on the Block mm -hmm. so I got the sense of like real artist development real artists that did the work that's sort of been the way it was when we met Destiny's Child Beyonce was 14 mm -hmm. you know, hey. there, there were five girls in Destiny's Child I don't know if you guys know five? at the beginning and then there were three wow so we got to see when Beyonce walked in the room with her mom and dad at 14, you were in the presence of greatness. Mm -hmm. You knew it Before, then? no, 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 right? Before mm -hmm. all the hits. Yeah, so I always say stars are born, not made. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the reasons why we're here today is we're talking about like this crazy TikTok thing where everyone thinks they can cheat and cut the line, right? And mm -hmm. go like this and pray to God something happens. Mm -hmm. But the real stars do the work. I mean, look at you. How long did it take you, right? Yeah, years I've been doing it 25 years. Okay, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Did you do the work? Absolutely. Did you just go on TikTok and say, hey, I'm the star? No, no. I started off as an intern. <laughs> so I was an intern <laughs> at KISS 108 in Boston. Wow. Back in the day, because I, I wanted to get in the business, and I started working with talent. Mm -hmm. The first thing was like, new kids. There was no, there was no MTV or mm -hmm. YouTube or TikTok. It was like FM radio was your only narrow lane. If you couldn't get through that, no one heard you. Mm -hmm. So how do you break Right? You gotta go through you gotta go through community. And the biggest stars actually broken regions, right? Community. You look at the biggest rappers, yeah. Did the work. So what's happening now is you just no one's developing talent. The labels are taking stuff off TikTok. You guys have to play a lot of crap, right? If you really think about it, not sticky stuff. Mm -hmm. You play songs, but how many artists do you guys really get excited about in the course of a year? It's gotten down to very low numbers mm -hmm. because of sort of that TikTok thing where mm -hmm. People just going up and throwing, you know, Hail Marys. So, you know, but back, you know, back in the day we did that. And then in the last many years, you know, Ariana Grande, The Weeknd. Mm -hmm. The Weeknd was a big part of my life at the beginning when we were trying to figure out how to take, like, the Prince of Darkness, but have him play wide, but still stay within brand. Mm -hmm. And so we were part of, like, the transition of, like, Kissland, that album, to Can't Feel My Face. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and that was a really great thing to, like, have someone that created his own brand, but how do you figure out how to get the stadiums and arenas? Mm -hmm. I think the biggest stars do that. And I think that's why, you know, we work with a guy like Stefan. We met him at 12. Mm -hmm. If you heard the audio that was sent to us at 12, you knew the kid had pitch perfect tone. 
And then you have to sort of like imagine and manifest the future. What's he going to look like at 15 or now 16 mm -hmm. or 17? And if you get in early enough and you develop the talent and you don't chase the song, mm -hmm. you chase the artist, you end up with, you know, a real career. This is kind of like where I'm at today, thinking about it takes longer. You don't make money right away, but at, at the end of the day, you end up in a stadium and arena. Damn, so Stefan, that got to be pressure for you, right? Right here and all that. I got, I got this pressure. I mean, I'm from South Africa. My parents moved here just for me to do this, so I got pressure from there. I got pressure from this, but, you know, I think that's what I do best, honestly. What made you come here? Because, you know, the South African music scene is, <laughs> in the, over the last 10 years, is so huge, so yeah, big, so many stars. True. So what made you say, you know what, I'm going to leave that scene and come to the U.S.? Yeah, I... I um. I got signed in South Africa when I was like nine or ten years old. I was super little. Um, I met this record label over there, and I sang in front of like ten thousand people. Like three days later, I opened the show. It just went crazy in South Africa, and I was like, you know what? Hollywood's the entertainment capital of the world. Mm -hmm. Let me and my whole family, my little sister, all just go over there and try it. Um, literally, let's just take a gamble. Let's go try. And I'm so thankful for my parents for that. You know, my parents believed in me enough to just go gamble, like just go see if if anything happens. Um, and it did. What's the science behind real stars? Well, first of all, they have to want it more than you. Okay. They're the CEO of themselves. They have vision. We, they're not puppets. Um, and they have a work ethic like you've never seen. Taylor Swift is the most intense, incredible, focused artist I've ever seen in the world. When I met Beyonce at 14, she it was, wasn't like fun. We, you don't go out and have fun with the artist. It was mm -hmm. serious art conversation about the music and what it's going to be and what the brand's going to be. And they always would say, like, the, the general thesis is an artist is a brand... A brand is a promise. What's your promise? And they knew their promise. So many parents call me and hit me up on DM. My kid, TikTok. TikTok's fine, but it, it, TikTok is not the platform that's going to break you. It's you and your art, right? TikToks, uh, reels, all these things come and go. It's the content that you're feeding into those platforms that's going to, the snackable 15 or 30 seconds of great that's going to maybe go viral if you did the work, right? Mm -hmm. It's not going to be TikTok. So so that's I, I I try to preach that more than ever, and he he hates TikTok. He 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 doesn't he doesn't care about it because he's chasing his art, not the song in the moment to be goofy. I'm far more interested in in my craft and being better at what I do every single day than and, and especially when when I post a TikTok and it's like actual good stuff that I do and I take time to do a cover does mm -hmm. worse than me doing some stupid lip sync trend or some mm -hmm. you know some stupid thing. So you guys understand like you have to be goofy on TikTok like it forces you <laughs> right right you have to be effing goofy and this kid like, I'm not being goofy like you you have to do obscure goofy things to, to, to get into the algorithm to possibly be in the for you page to go to go viral right mm -hmm. goofy like he, he he doesn't want to do goofy I'm not going to get in a fight about it so he's just going to stick to chasing the artist versus chasing the song and you know not being a one hit wonder and those one hit wonders are like cleaning our apartments now like what do we do like we're not doing that <laughs> shit alright well don't move we got more with Charlie Walk hey and Stefan Benz. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Charlie Walk hey and Stefan Benz. Welcome, hey. Charlamagne. How much does it cost to break a great artist? It's still a cost, right? It's a lot of money. And I'll tell you why. So it's years, number one, right? Mm -hmm. Do we agree it's years? Time is money. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, he's got to eat. Mm -hmm. He's got to travel. Mm -hmm. He's got to have a crew. And I don't mean an entourage, but I mean, we have an amazing publicist. We have amazing stylists. We have hair and makeup. We have studios. We have people that are, you know, betting on him, sharing in the future revenue of songwriting and production. But I would say it's hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of three or four years. Nice. And and so, so 
you know, you have to. So, so what I do with our company is we deploy capital to fund, and we become partners with the artists, mm-hmm. and uh, and we're making the bet. And by the way, we better be right. I apologize for the damage I've caused. No. <laughs> Let's talk about American Idol. You were on, on American Idol, right? Yeah, and how American was that? Idol. Oh, man, I was so stressed out. Apparently, American Idol's 21, which is crazy. It's the 21st season. I went on. I was um, approached by American Idol to ask me mm-hmm. to, to go on the show, and I went on an audition. You know, it's Katy Perry, Luke Bryan, Lionel Richie, and I... I usually don't get too nervous, and if I get nervous, it's super, like, internal. I don't usually show it, but I remember I was like, nah, it's good. Like, it's just me singing in front of three people in a room. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to look at them. Usually, that's where I, I feel like I thrive. Mm-hmm. And I look at these I walk into this room, and I'm, like, so nervous. Like, I walk in, and I, like, I have a water right now. Like, I needed water so badly. I, I, I was so scared that they were going to pick up my mouth being dry on the mic. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wanted to ask, right? Like, if you're from a small town, you don't got no connections, you know, no, no real money to invest, but you got a lot of talent. Yeah. You one of those. Mm-hmm. What do you do to get an opportunity with somebody like you, Charlie? You mean, how do you get someone's attention that actually yeah. could do it? I think what stops me is talent. You know, it's like, it's like, how do you stop the scroll on Instagram? What makes you? And you're going, you know, you, you guys lie in bed at night, you wake up in the morning, you're going to get ready to do the big morning show here, and you're scrolling through your stuff, and you get producers and stuff, but you're looking for something to inspire you. What stops you to make you say, I'm going to talk about that? It's the same exact thing. So I, if something stops me, I stop and really pay attention to mm-hmm. why did that, if that stops me, I try to like, be in the mindset of I represent everybody, right? Mm-hmm. It's not about like me having an ego. It's like if if I'm feeling it, my 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 temperament for a hit record or stardom, I'm, I'm representing everybody. How, my mindset is how does it play wide? So for me, the way people like find me, they hit me on DM and I look through every DM and I listen. We pay attention. You got to be in the culture, right? Mm-hmm. I try to be timeless about it. Like I'm an OG, but I try to be I try to be in the culture by listening to. I don't want to say younger people, but people that are in it that I respect. If you said to me, if you pull me aside after this and you say, Charlie, I, I'm telling you, my cousin Janie just sent me some shit that's amazing. Like, I haven't seen this. I would, like, stop what I was doing and go maybe go see her right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm like that. It's mm-hmm. like, you're connected and you're not, you would not normally say that to me unless you felt it, right? Mm-hmm. You just never know when great can happen at any time. Mm-hmm. So the idea is, if, you, if there's greatness, it somehow finds its way. Mm-hmm. I see you got your guitar there. You're acting like you want to do something. What that guitar be about? <laughs> you already know. You're acting like you want to do something. You already know I want to. All right, well, let's do it. I'm going to play a song? You sure? Um, You're not going to edit nothing now, so just make a break. <laughs> right? Break Charlie been talking a lot of talk. Listen, you, were, you, were talking in, you were talking in the beginning about the pressure. turn on the auto tune. <laughs> Flip the switch right now. Um, this is a song called Just Friends by Music Soul Child. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually sang this song on Idol, but they cut it out um, and used another one. So, uh, this is Music Soul Child. Girl, I know this might seem strange, but let me know if I'm out of order for stepping to you. This way, see, I've been watching you for a while And I just gotta let you know that I'm really feeling your style Cause I had to know your name And leave you with my number And I hope that you would call me someday If you want, you can give me yours too And if you don't, well, I ain't mad at you we can still be cool I'm not trying to pressure you Just can't stop thinking about you You ain't even really Gotta be my girlfriend 
Just chill with us, or you could just chill with me. As long as you're comfortable, you feel secure when you're with me. I'm not trying to pressure you, just can't stop thinking about you. You ain't even really gotta be my girlfriend. I just gotta know your name, and maybe sometime we can fuck up, hang out. All right. Okay. Where can people find you if they want to find you, follow you, download music, stream, and all that good stuff? Well, my name's Stefan Benz. Stefan with an F, not a PH, and Benz like Mercedes. Um, so, Stefan, right. Stefan Benz everywhere. Stefan Benz official on Instagram. I'm Stefan Benz. TikTok. Go follow my TikTok, please. That's what we're focusing on. Are, are you going to mess with Afrobeats? You got to do Afrobeats. Oh, I do Afrobeats all the time. Well, thank you, guys. That's going to piss everybody off. <laughs> Stefan Benz become the biggest voice in Afrobeats. <laughs> And win a Grammy oh, for man, it? Yeah, oh, my yeah. goodness. Oh, my That's funny. Well, Charlie Walk, <laughs> Stefan Benz, thank, thank you, you for joining us this morning. We appreciate you guys, and good luck with everything. Best thank morning so show much. in the country. Let's go. You said it, not us. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Your company has goals this year. Find the right people to help you achieve them with ZipRecruiter, where four out of five employers get a quality candidate within the first day. Try it free at ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club on this Friday. Again, saluting everybody out in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, I'm so excited that we, we linked up with, with Young Doll's family and, and Paper Route, and we're doing this call show in Memphis. If you don't know about it, we're coming down there May 28th, and we're celebrating Dolph's life. So we're bringing Dolph's whole car fleet, which is like 20. We're bringing Key Glocks, which is his cousin and artist cars. We're bringing 50 Cent cars, my cars, and we're just going to celebrate for the city. So it's a car show. It's a, a Young Dolph Museum will be there, so you get to see all his artifacts, his clothes, his artwork, and jewelry. Um, also, we're bringing rides for the kids, and jumpies, and face painting, and music. It's going to be a day of celebration, so if you haven't got your tickets, click the link in my bio and get your tickets. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, and when we come back, we're going to be kicking it with Jermaine Dupree and Currency. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. We got Currency and Jermaine Dupree. Yes, Jay. indeed. Yep. What up? What up? What up? What's, What's going, going on, on, fellas? How this collaboration came about? Uh, man, I did a record on uh, this Harris Fraud album I did. Mm -hmm. Uh... Now I named the record Jermaine Dupree because it, it reminded me of when I've seen bro on MTV Cribs. Mm -hmm. So it made me speak on it, named the record after homie. Then he heard it mm -hmm. and he hit me and was like, "Just come to the studio, like you should come through, like let's do a record." Well, what I thought was just come do a record, but then when we jammed up, like it fell right, and we never stopped working. Man, let's go back to that MTV Cribs thing, right? Because you know nowadays when you see rappers doing that, that looked like just everybody flossing. But back then, it really used to inspire people. How, so, so talk about that. Yes, like dude had the ice 
iceberg sweat on. Just all the stuff that was out of my reach yeah, yeah. at that time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, they always see like how kids like saw Black Panthers, like, yo, you look like us. Like, this it right here. You know what I'm saying? So you could do it. Because the only people I ever seen on that was like, I keep telling them was Hulk Hogan. And like, Britney Spears' his house. Daddy, mm-hmm. And then, bam, he come. Like, yeah, so, yeah. so how was it working with JD? It was like, you know, honestly, it was like a dream, bro. Because I've been in the game for a long time. And, just on the outside looking in, that's one of the people that I figured that was like somewhere else. I want that's out of space. You know what I'm saying? So you speak on it. You know, even I named the record Jermaine Dupree. I never mm-hmm. thought I was gonna meet Jermaine Dupree or anything. <laughs> that's ever. wild that y'all never met. That's you know wild. What I'm saying like y'all so, both be outside. Like yeah, but two different. Yeah, it's two like, different worlds completely. Like he's I, outside, I never, and his group of people in the section may include like who you want to just throw names around. Usher. All right, and it's me and the homies. So we're not, <laughs> we not going. It's not going to happen. You know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, right. So it's just great that it did. And it's like when I thought I was going to go to the NFL or the NBA, I used to look on the back of the cards and look at people's birthday and see who would be in the league when I got there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like this, this is like that. It's, it's exactly like that. How was working with currency? It's dope. You know, it's because um, it's 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 interesting because I don't. We never talked about songs. Right? Usually I talk about what we're going to do prior to even making a beat. He rolling up. I'm making a beat. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't even know if he know what's happening. But it just happened. We never made one record where we talked about what we were going to do. It just organically happened. So I felt like, you know, the first five records that I saw this happen, I'm like, oh, this is this is what organic, I guess, feels like or mm-hmm. it means, right? And by the time we got to 10, I'm like, oh, Okay, this is this is really something different than what than what I usually you know. Usually it's a process of like we gonna make a song like this and we need to make a record like this and we need to do this and put this person on there. We ain't had none of them conversations, but we got to that process mm-hmm. at the end of the songs. Mm-hmm. You know, currency. You've been out for so long. You put up so many records, and I feel like the world is is doesn't necessarily give you the credit you yeah. deserve. And the same thing with yourself, JD. Do y'all have that those Which conversations? I don't understand. Yeah, nah, we'll we, talk about it. We don't have the conversation, like, but but we just it's an understanding, like you know that that's why we do what we do. But we also know and notice. Which you did We just keep putting You know Putting the numbers up That work I feel like you have to do that When you're from the south though Yeah, you know, yeah If you that, want If you want yes. people to, to If you want that yes. Then you have to do that Yes You know what I'm saying If you just want to take care Of your family Pay the bills And, and, and ball out On your own accord Then you don't have to do it Like I always say Like I still want to go to Walmart And look for high wheels And shit, You know <laughs> But I want to go in a Ferrari or something, so I work hard enough to do that, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not worrying about the other shit that come with it. Because all the guys up north will always be like, oh, I'm the king of New York, I'm yeah, the I'm king straight. of hip-hop. Wayne didn't get in the conversation until yeah. he said he the best rapper. Yeah, yeah. T.I. didn't get into the conversation until he said he the king of the South. Yeah. I feel like when you're from the South, you have yeah, to you say have it. To. You have to. You have to. You know. The South always gets slighted. It just is what it is. It's not a, It's not a. oh, no, we don't. It's a true yeah. fact. It's, we get slighted. Not as much anymore. Nah, really, really. We just really got dissed really bad mm-hmm. recently at the Grammys. With, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no limit. Yeah, nah. No, no two live crew. Listen, Luke Skywalker is the reason that the parental advisory That's sticker right. is on every That's rap right. record in the world. You're right. How do you do a hip hop 50 and you do not put the person who put that sticker on these records That's right. on the show? That's right. If you're going to slight Luke, 
they're going to always slay Jermaine Dupree. Because I'm saying, I don't think I did the parental advisory thing. I haven't done anything that's that monumental to... This is, this is forever in hip-hop. This was on your mixtapes. This mm -hmm. is forever. Mm -hmm. This is something that everybody had to feel because of what they did in Miami. And you can't put that man on the show. Right. That's a fact. Yeah. Do, do you, but do you ever look back and, and think about, you know, some of the, the things that you've created, right? Like, because it's a lot of this stuff came from the tree of, of Jermaine Dupri and Social Death, right? Yeah. People that, that worked for you, that was interned, people that you employed. Yeah. Do you ever look back at that and be like, people, this is from my tree and most people don't know? Yeah, we talk about it. You'll see. He's... By the way, yesterday, we, we had a listening party last night. But prior to that, we was getting ready for a listening party. We was doing a photo shoot, and they was playing Never Scared, right? And he was oh, like, why, he was yeah. like, why are they playing this song? And I'm like, that's my artist. And he was like, what? I was like, this, all right. I was like, what playlist is this? I'm like, so, so deaf. I'm like, all right. So they played the ones you know for sure they're supposed to play. Mm -hmm. Like, after Bow Wow, Bounce With Me went off, <laughs> Bone Crusher came up. Right. So I was like, oh, they just mixing it up, like playing some stuff related to it. I knew that. I knew that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Look, I didn't know that. And then when he was talking to me about that, the Youngblood record came on. Yep. Little Johnny. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, so this one too, you know what I'm saying? That fucked me up. Like, I didn't even know. Like, he was like, yeah, now nah, they were signing yeah, me. Yeah, Little John used to work for Jermaine Dupree. Yeah, this is the tree that you. <laughs> stuff See, I, and that's what I'm saying. If he don't know this, I don't know. Even, he, don't was even, in, I, he was in the restaurant with Escape them in the video. That's all I knew. I was like, did all that. You didn't know I that was Escape with JD artists. No, I knew oh, that. Okay, okay, okay. I'm okay, saying okay. that's the ones I knew. Got you, got you. I got didn't you. know. I didn't know that he that he did that album for Young Blood, and I had no idea. Bone Crusher. You knew the franchise boys, right? No. Yeah, I know all the people. Oh, I knew if you see me, if you hear you me, you, you yeah, know. I saw it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I didn't know. I didn't know that. Yeah, right. I didn't know that. So, so that, it's crazy because we, they they put this list out of executives. I think yesterday or whatever the thing was like mm -hmm. the top ten CEOs. Mm -hmm. And uh, somebody was asking me, do I think I should be high on the list? And I'm, you know, I don't care about that list, but I should be higher, but be, because I'm sure they did the exact same thing he's doing. They're not even factoring in. Half of the artists that's that's come from this tree mm -hmm. that you speak of, mm -hmm. but history has to matter, right? Because you know you can't have a Mount Rushmore of Atlanta without Jermaine Dupri on it. Yeah, but you know, so if Atlanta's if, if the, the way people revere New York, right? They they gonna put the architects of New York on, so yeah. you got to put the architects of Atlanta on. Yeah, I I just think that you know modern day Atlanta is so hip hop. And I was doing both. You know what I mean? I got, I'm got i responsible for a lot of R&B that comes from Atlanta. And I'm mm -hmm. responsible for a lot of hip-hop from Atlanta. And I feel like the mindset of now, when they talk about it, CEOs today, it's all hip-hop. It's all hip-hop. So even in that space, people try to like, I didn't know you did Anthony Hamilton. You know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. you, you, you try to move out a lot of the things. And it's, it's, it's just a... I think it's just people just not living in the eras or not, just not knowing. If you don't see me... Cause it's crazy because I'm the only person that I feel like if I put my tag on the record, they know. But if I don't say nothing, I just try to be straight CEO mm -hmm. and just like I'm putting out records, people don't ever mention me doing them songs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when you do projects like this, is it something, are you feel like you got something to prove? What, this project? Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, I feel like I feel like this this project is really who I am. This rec this project is really what where I actually come from. This is rap. This is what this is how I started. Mm -hmm. It's a reminder to let people know that though. Because mm -hmm. I think like I said, when people start talking about Jermaine Dupri, the first name that come out of people's mouth is Mariah Carey or Usher or I'm a hip hop guy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, I write songs, you know, with the gift that God gave me, but mm -hmm. I'm 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 from the hip hop 
world. And that's what it is. All right, we got more with Jermaine Dupree and Currency. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Currency and Jermaine Dupree. Yep. Without, without. Yep. All right. What makes you work with, with, with newer artists? Like we seen you did Division's album. What makes you say, you know what, I'm going to dive into some of the, the, the new artists that are not mine as well? I mean, that's how I always, I mean, that's always, that's what I did always. I mean, I Usher became a staple of mine because I did the same thing as I did with Division. When I did Usher, nobody, you know, Usher, face was going to drop Usher. It was like, Jermaine either works or all of y'all, it's out the door. Like, you know what I mean? So it was like, I've always been that guy to just like, Y'all believe in the artist? I like the artist. Let's go in the studio. I don't even look at it like that. And I, I had to do that at first. But then when I did Ari Lennox and her record went number one, I was like, why am I not doing this for all these other artists out here? They need it. Mm-hmm. It ain't even like a thing that I'm doing for me. They need it. They need somebody in the studio with them that can help them take them to the next level. When you hear the conversations, like when you hear them say Usher versus Chris Brown in the verses, I think Chris is dope, but I think Usher got nuclear weapons. I just think it's a difference between the 20 Usher would come with and the 20 Chris would come with. How, how do you feel about that? I mean, I think it's like hip hop. It's like currency, right? He got way more records than a bunch of people, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's where people look at it. They think about how many records Chris has and how many times they hear him. You hear Chris a hundred million times more than you hear Usher. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where people start basing verses on. You're speaking on songs. Mm -hmm. People don't even listen to songs past 30 minutes, right? I be watching my daughter play a record and the verse don't even get done. She Mm -hmm. don't get through 16 bars. She going to another song, right? They don't measure the songs like you're saying. So I feel like the young generation, they all going to say Chris Brown Mm -hmm. because they're not measuring how big the songs are. But if you're a song person, you know for sure what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you think Usher will wash him is what you say? I'm just saying. You know, yeah. if you're a song person, half of them songs is mine, so I'm 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 a fight for my records. Yeah. Now I, I want to ask currency too. You've been independent for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Now break that the bulk down. Of my success, like mm-hmm. really everything that anybody like really like knows <laughs> or the bread. I, anytime I got picked up money, it was all through the independent thing. So you, now you're, you're independent. You have to do everything yourself. You have to play pay producers, pay clearances, everything. Yeah. Does that get tiring? Nah, I got I got my homeboy. You know what I'm saying? Musa do. You know. We, we like split everything So mm-hmm. it's easy As long as you get out Your own way and, and handle it And stop comparing yourself To other people In these situations Like just just do your work When you look up You know what I'm saying You realize what you've done And, and where you at yeah. well, I was gonna ask you what, what made you create Jet Life The clothing brand Well I always was into Like fashion I always wanted to Like put stuff on And some was not out Some ideas that, that I missed A lot of clothing I stopped doing stuff That I like And I was like Alright I know what to do We'll just do our own and, and keep it in that vein of the stuff I missed and, and that's what works out for us. Are you ever surprised with the amount of support you get from the Clover Line? Yeah, I see it everywhere. Like, I, just saw you. I think I'm your biggest model, I just bro. Saw, I just saw you. Yeah. Call you do your I am a model, sir. Nah, I am a model, sir. I am. I am, sir. I am. <laughs> nah, bro, you are a great spokesperson for, <laughs> the, for the brand, though. I didn't say model. You didn't say model. I am a model, sir. I am a model. You can call me model. All right, so look, man. I am surprised. I'm places where I don't expect to see it. And you could tell, like, that they know that they have it on. It's not like some kid gave it to his mom and she's at the grocery store. I'm talking about people. People in the know, such as yourself, who have it on, like like Nas. After he wins the Grammy, he's got the Jet Life jacket on, and like uh, Lotto had a freestyle that went everywhere, and she had the Jet Life Letterman jacket on. So it's like, even though I'm not in those rooms, I'm still in those rooms. It's tight because they know what I mean, you know. So they they bring it everywhere where they. 
they feel like I should be at anyway. So it's tight. So how'd you get a loaf of furniture? I like to chill. Mm-hmm. And it's all about finding like comfortable chilling stuff. So we're gonna make our own. Same reason, like out of necessity. Same reason we did Jet Life clothing. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like we need better stuff to chill on. So I'm gonna fill the void. So you'd be sitting in the couch like this. I don't I'm like. like this. I don't like this mother. How y'all get? I'm like, you know what? This not. This not really to kick it on. So right. so we're we're working on it. You know. Well, what made y'all name the album? I mean, the record Essence Fest. Well, it's a rivalry between the Falcons and the Saints. Mm-hmm. This is a real thing. Right mm-hmm. For the longest When we first started working I was like you know If we gonna do an album Once we got past The first 10 songs I kept thinking in my head If we gonna do an album We have to make something That speaks to that rivalry Cause we ain't supposed to be cool When that game come on Right Right. So we can't act like We don't know this Like this is something That you know mm-hmm. uh, If you're from Atlanta You know that If you're from New Orleans You know that right So then we, we both start Trying to find out Why it's a rivalry But then uh, it's also A love there It's a love that You know If you're from Atlanta You talk about going to Essence Fest in January. Mm-hmm. It don't happen till July, right? This is something we prepare for the top of the year. People are like, yeah, you know, they getting their clothes ready in January to go to New Orleans. But I feel like it's vice versa. When people come to Atlanta for the games from New Orleans, mm-hmm. they come out there and they have a good time. They love the city. So it's a love-hate situation. I think the one thing that brings that love and that hate together is the Essence Fest, mm-hmm. right? So it was just only right. And then once we got the bounce, the record, mm-hmm. and it was the bounce and the vibe, and he had never rapped over a record like that now that he's a full-fledged professional yeah. artist it just made sense to bring all of that in and not leave one piece of that out and i, I think the that. essence fest brings every piece you know, of stuff out huh the fact that the first time you heard get the gap oh yeah i heard it was at, at a party in the essence, essence fest that's yeah. when he first heard it. so yeah. you know the way my mind works i'm like no nah, that's it the, the gavel dropped right down that's the name that's the name of it mm-hmm. get the gap that's a new orleans classic right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. i told him like it's in the fiber of all the music that ever came out after it from new orleans really it's everybody funny. who rapped has rapped over that beat like the first rap you ever wrote was over that i promise like mm-hmm. Any club you ever been to, you could have been 11 years old. If they knew you could rap, that was the beat they put on for you. They gave you the mic in front of everybody. Now you can rap. And you had to rap over that mm-hmm. straight up. Now, J.D., did you create 106 Park? Yeah. I mean, you know, see, <laughs> the funny part about this is that, I mean, I'm a CEO, right? So mm-hmm. this this goes into the world of, like, what we was just talking about. If you don't see Jermaine Dupree working, you don't see me doing what we got to do, you're not going to believe anything that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when I brought the kids from the rap game here, remember this? Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, nobody want to see no kids, oh, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, Layla, yeah. out of here. Yeah, because <laughs> like, I'm saying that's that's what that's what's happened, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's the same thing that's happened here. If you, well, what I should say is JD, congratulations again. Nobody says that. Don't matter. Nobody's gonna say that. <laughs> nobody's gonna say congratulations. <laughs> but I'm saying, I say that to say that if I wouldn't have brought them here, y'all saw the kids. You seen them from scratch mm-hmm. before they was ever anybody. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. If you didn't see it and nobody else, and for, people have forgot about that show at this point, and Correct. I said I created a TV show that introduced you. To Lotto. Somebody wow, would challenge that damn. and be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody would challenge you and say, No, you didn't. So it's the same thing. I saw MTV TRL. I drive down the street, I see all these kids outside on time in Times Square, and I'm like, damn, why black kids don't have a show like this? Mm-hmm. Right? Meanwhile, I'm making the Bow Wow record. And I'm like, BT needs to do this. Now, if they had this idea in their mind prior to me saying this, mm-hmm. then God bless them. But I'm saying, what artists was they going to launch that show with? Because I provided the artists that made that show what that show became. Mm-hmm. 
It wasn't no Chris Brown before Bow Wow. It wasn't no Lil Romeo before Bow Wow. It wasn't no Littles. And I think somebody got mad at me for saying the Little because yes, I disagreed with was, that. That was, was mad Little Kim. It was a Little Kim. It was a Little John. It was a Little Wayne. Yeah, I'm young generation. I'm, talking about the littles. I'm clearing this up. I meant the Littles of his era. Not the little Johns. Yeah, it's always oh, been a, okay, it's been okay, a okay. little person forever. Got you. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm talking about all of Lil Romeo's, Zane, like who, I mean, I don't know, you know what I mean? These people that came gotcha. in that Bow Wow lane, right. that's what I meant. But if people don't realize that, you know, that's why, and people don't even understand that. I'm the one who gave Bow Wow the name Mr. 106 in Park. Mm -hmm. BET didn't give him that name. So why would I name him that? You know what I'm saying? Like, why would I put that in a verse to say I'm Mr. 106 in Park? I didn't want the credit for 106 in Park, right? I don't, I'm not even saying, I'm not speaking on it now about me wanting the credit, but I know that that's what happened. Mm -hmm. So people can take it however they want to take it. All right, we got more with Jermaine Dupree and Currency, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. 
Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Currency and Jermaine Dupree. Charlemagne? I, I don't understand you and Bow Wow's relationship either. Yeah, why don't you just grab him, put him in the headlock, give him a nugget, and then y'all good? Because that, 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 it's it's y'all family. It's all good. When he says things like he regrets signing to you, it's like we J- your JD made you a superstar. You know, it's the same thing I said. Kids of today and this generation of hip hop, we have a lost appreciation for thing. And that's why I said about being with currency. Everywhere I go, I'm seeing people don't have appreciation for hip hop. And that has become a thing in hip hop now to not appreciate the things that came and got you to this space. Mm-hmm. And it was I, a turn I, though, because he was he, he was like his a father figure to him. Yeah, but and I now feel he, like, he was I, like his son. I feel like the outside world makes you not appreciate that. That's what I'm saying. It's that's what it does. It's it's the hip hop world that we live in right now don't appreciate for real. Like when I wore the high top fade the other day in the video, right? It's people on there that's so much more concerned with me thinking that I want to wear this at my age and saying I'm going through a midlife crisis as opposed to looking at it and saying that's what hip hop did, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Hip hop made do any and everything. And we never had a problem. We never questioned it. It was because it was hip hop. Now, if you do something that hip hop makes you do, uh, or, or if you even try to, there's no appreciation for it. And I think that's what that is. And I feel like Bow Wow is in that space where he has to deal with you guys. He has to deal with younger guys. And the media definitely don't appreciate nothing until it's, till it's over with. Until- it's certain, but it's just certain people like I'm never going to fight with, right? We, and we can fight behind the scenes. I'm never going to fight with Clue, right? That's that's my brother. I'm never going to fight with Fab. Even you. I'm not going to fight with you. You know, we, we could get into an argument, but it just seems something else was there, which is just hard to understand. Because I, I mean, I've been well, there. I'm not going to fight. I'm, I'm, I mean, I know I'm, that, I'm, but you yeah, know, I'm, Fight and argue, you know what I mean? But yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't even have no reason to argue. I mean, I, I feel like I understand it. I understand. I don't. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but you don't understand it because you haven't had to deal with a person that, that has to go through this. This a rapper, right? You're a rapper. You say this. You're a rapper, and people challenge you if you write your lyrics. People challenge you on this. People challenge mm-hmm. you on that. It's hard for a person to actually deal with that if you're not prepared for it. Me, like, I don't give a f- what nobody don't say about me Because I know what I do And I know I'm outdoing everything that damn near everybody else is doing So I'm not even paying no attention to it But the majority of people, they can't deal with it That's why the Instagram is the way that Instagram is Because every time somebody says something People are eh, 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 
Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And that's I feel like that's where he is. He gets caught up in that, and he's got caught up in that a lot. Without me being around, he got caught up in that. They created a what the bow out challenge. I mm-hmm. wasn't a part of that, right? right? Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that as a person? He had to deal with it, and you killed him, right? And just <laughs> listening to his, you know what I'm saying? You part of it, Sean. You, you know what I mean? And <laughs> and it's like when a person is dealing with that, they become they just get tight, and they want mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So then you want to try to like make it seem like you got it all. You you hand you got it all on you. You know it's. Your your own. I get, you I got, got you. it. It's your. It's my thing. So right. it's like it's just a situation where you gotta you gotta know how to deal with it, and we you don't get coaching by this. I didn't teach him how to deal with that part of life. But he has to know somebody eventually is gonna do that to him too. And they, they do do it. Like yeah, they people do. will take away, act like Bow Wow has just always been on Instagram. It's like, nah, Bow Wow, full fledged superstar. Yeah, they, they, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's no appreciation for anything in hip hop anymore. Damn. You feel that way, Currency, too? Nah, as he's saying it, I'm peeping around like that. That is, that is insane. They just wiped that all out. Mm-hmm. Do you, you feel like people don't have appreciation for hip hop? I feel like appreciation for things. What, what, brought, what brought them into it? Like, what mm-hmm. made you want to do it? That's all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not why. Why you want to do it? Everybody's doing it now. Like the same reason everybody started selling Frenchie puppies. Like they just want to get money. It's just a flip. You know what I'm saying? It's not no real love in it. Are you you selling Frenchie puppies? No. Nah. Oh, he's reason said. I know. I, I know. Know. You know. I thought he was gonna say drugs. You said Frenchie. Yeah, people see that. That's the way. Like money that's yet? the new dope. So they're like, let's just do this right quick. Now let me ask you a question. JD and Puff supposed to do a versus. Mm-hmm. Who you got your money on? I got roll with JD. At, at, basically. Based on all of the shit that I'm finding out, like, oh, you did this, you did that. Like, yesterday, I had, like, a revelation. I'm like, I don't know how this would actually look when you're reigning these artists. Like, people going to be the same way I was shocked. And I think I'm born in the game. I know everything, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But I was, like, knocked on my ass yesterday. You know? So that's what's going to be a whole arena of people like, oh, you know he did Oh wait Alright well yeah I don't know God damn You know like that <laughs> That's what's gonna happen That's the way I see it Straight up like I don't know I don't know how many records Puff will bring out That I'm gonna be like I didn't know you did I think I know you Every did. record Most yeah. of the records he did I think I know it You know so mm. How you feel about it JD Cause a lot of people Don't don't, don't think you can match up out. I actually see it I, I see the chart right You know what I mean It's like But like you said It's not only the records It's also the what that record did For the culture Right in the Yeah field. yeah no, I mean I'm not Like I said about The Chris Brown thing I, I believe that In Versus world People won't give it to Usher Because of The way the mindset Has been You know Been treated We've done that battle In here with kids, like with kids like like 25, 26, Usher catalog still runs timeless to them because their parents was listening to Usher. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I forgot yeah. about that. Oh, I forgot about right. this. They know 7 o'clock yeah, in the drop top. Man. Like, yes, they can't, yes, they can't yes, get yes, around yes, around yes, that. Yes, yeah. yes. I mean, I'm, I'm the underdog. I'm, I'm not even tripping on that, though. I'm the underdog. That's not true either, though. I'm, I mean, I, I, it, I'm not. I mean, Jermaine Dupree is not an underdog. In that thing, if it was a Vegas card, I think that, you know, everybody like the favorite would be you know would he would be the he would be the underdog. I'm the people, underdog. To me, that's people yeah. who haven't paid attention. Then. No, they haven't. But that's what I'm saying. I'm the underdog because it's Those like people who run everybody. The world, they sit around <laughs> and say he can't match up, and they only talking about big. That's it. How long I've been saying that? That's all. Now, now you just say big. You said rap. That's why I said it should be a R&B remix versus take out the no, rap. You can't do that because you can't beat big remix. records because the nost- not only because they're great records yeah. and nostalgia. Big's immortal. He's yeah, not I mean, here no that, more. That, that's that, that's the only reason why people say he can't match up because they're talking about big. 
big. Big is big. But I'm saying it's I, if it was a fight, I don't go into the fight thinking I'm not going to get punched. You know what I'm saying? It's just when I throw mine and when he throw his. That's what it is. It ain't about he got punches. I got punches too. You know what I'm saying? It's, it is what it is. Is it going to happen for real or is it just talk? No, it's, it's going to happen. It's, it's bigger than what people think. What we want to do is bigger than what, what everybody's thinking about. And we want to make sure that, you know, it come across the way it's supposed to come across. Y'all do it. Y'all got to do figure out how to do two. Because you can't just do one in Atlanta. Atlanta and New York. You got to gotta... pick a neutral location, to yeah. be honest with you. I need to go to Charlotte or something. You got to do Atlanta. Got to do Atlanta. And you got you to do New York. Got to do Apollo and you got to do Atlanta. I y'all should just do R&B and remixes. Do R&B in one city, hip-hop in another city. And, well, and see, the problem with the remixes is I saw somebody saying this the other day. Half of Bad Boy remixes, I did them, mm. right? So the Big Papa remix, Whoa. I did it. Right. Right? The Total and Keith Murray, I did it. Right. Mm. Total, first record that ever came out, got Brad on it, right? It's How do you score that? <laughs> How do you score that? You got you to drop those out. You can't drop them out. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, so if you do the remix, but I saw somebody saying, but in New York, we ain't play that JD remix. And I was like, oh, okay. What remix? Yes, we did. The Biggie remix, the pop, Big Papa remix. We did. I don't, I'm just saying, I'm seeing people say that on mm -hmm. Twitter, but either way you do it, it's going to be a fight whether we in New York or we in Atlanta. Either way. What came first? Was it the We Invented the Remix Bad Boy album or the definition of a remix So So Deaf album? I think mine was coming first. Mm hmm. And I don't know. I don't know which one came out. Yeah. You know. I mean, the remix thing has always been a battle between us. But it's interesting, like I said, because Puff was using me for remixes. It's not like I was a challenge for him back then. It was like, go to JD and get a remix for Big Papa. Go to JD and get a remix for a total. All right, we got more with Jermaine Dupree and Currency. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Right, we are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Currency and Jermaine Dupree. Charlamagne? I always wondered how much influence did you and Atlanta have on Big? Because, you know, we saw we saw y'all in Big videos. Mm -hmm. A lot. Saw Big in y'all videos. And I, I remember hearing somebody said Big, I think it was Jay or somebody said Big was going to move to Atlanta at one point. We're trying to get everybody to buy houses in Atlanta. I mean, well, I don't know about that, but uh, he and I spoke, me and him talked all the time. Because we was on tour. It was me, Brat, and Craig Mack. We was all on tour. And we was doing like the Chitlin Circuit. And in that Chitlin Circuit run, Craig Mack was the hottest. Then Brat. And then Big. And Big was frustrated with the fact that his records weren't as popular as Functified and Flavor in Your Ear at mm -hmm. the time. And that's actually how I got to do the remix. Because Big felt like he needed me to get into that space where what, Brat was What at. record was out during that time? Juicy. In New York. Mm hmm not on the Chitlin Circuit gotcha. right? the Chitlin Circuit around where we live at in Atlanta mm -hmm. it hadn't caught yet so mm -hmm. like I said the flavor in your ear didn't functify and then Juicy I mean people were with it but they weren't head over heels mm -hmm. and it was driving him crazy and he he talked to me every day about doing a remix and I finally did Big Papa remix and then that's when we did the B-side with him and Brat he came to Atlanta and when he came to Atlanta, yeah, he probably, you know, because I, I brought him to College Park. He came to my hood and did that song. So he probably soaked up, I need to move out here. That's mm -hmm. basically the same thing that happens to everybody when they come out there. Mm. Just one last Diddy thing. You see what Young Jock said about you and Diddy? He said the difference between you and Diddy is that Diddy understands marketing. And that's what he got over Jermaine Dupree. Well, I think he said that Diddy took his artistry, him as an artist, mm -hmm. more serious than me. Um, he's right. I'm all about making new artists. I'm all about putting, oh, I was all about putting out artists. Mm -hmm. You know, even like this this album me and Currency got, I'm rapping on the record, but I'm not rapping all over the record because, you know what I mean? I, that's that's who I am. I'm, I'm a producer first, and I've always been that way, and I think that that's, you know, that's one thing that he was saying, but even the Jock was signed to So So Death for one day before that 
that bad boy deal. And block day. and block switched it and they went to bad boy. You I, can do that? That's not illegal. Yeah, I thought he signed. If he signed, nah, nah. I'm saying he was signed because the person who produced the record was signed to me as a producer. Mm-hmm. Nitty on the beat, right? Yeah, Nitty yeah. on the beat mm-hmm. was signed to So So Def as a producer. So I wasn't even pressing because I'm like, I know this is my song. We was at Virgin at this time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know this song is coming over here. It's easy, right? And I had already had the franchise, but we was having all the success. I'm like, it's no way possible you don't give us this record. Mm-hmm. If you find the first version of it's going down, it says so so deaf at the beginning of the record. So I was cool, like clearly, like oh we got this. I went to sleep, woke up the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? I didn't actually sign him, right? It's like you signed to me. Mm-hmm. I know you're gonna do the right thing for so so. Oh, got you, got you, got right? you, got you, got you. And you already done said so so deaf at the beginning of the record. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, it's got my tag. It's got a tag on it already. We cool. I'm gonna go yeah, to sleep. We we'll make it. Up. Do it. You know what I mean? He said you should have stayed up. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was that. That was that situation when it's going down. But you ever go back and, and think about the fight that you had to do that? I, I think a lot of people don't know, which opened the doors for a lot of those southern artists. Nah, that's one, of, that's, one, before. that's one of the other statements I said in that interview that people was like, Jermaine, it's all cap. Jermaine, it's just cap. And I'm like, all right, listen, it was a time in New York when Southern rappers was not on the radio at one, two, three, four, five o'clock in the afternoon. Right. right? And I was frustrated. I'm like, you know what? We got to figure out how to get in. I hired Envy. Mm-hmm. To introduce me to the streets of New York and move around so people will see my face and be more out here. Nobody from the South beat the streets like me. You know this, right? Facts. And the way that we beat the streets and we made Never Scared a permanent stay record in New York. Oh, I think they Then like we me. put Cameron and Buster Rhymes and we did everything to make sure that the South was, you know, represented well in this town. And then the Youngbloods record. And these two records became so popular in New York alone that you heard them like it was Atlanta. Mm-hmm. To me, that was the beginning of all of these other records being heard on the radio the way they heard today. I remember they told JD, oh, oh I think they like like me yeah they told jd to take the franchise boys off just leave it jermaine dupree <laughs> bow wow in the bracket. that's the only way that they were gonna spin it in new york wow <laughs> with everybody selling their catalogs you think y'all too would ever think about selling y'all i understand how why people do it mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so i don't know they call me with 400 million dollars <laughs> well, all right well you know how many generations of us are gonna be okay off this 400 tickets right. you know maybe mm-hmm. we'll do it i don't know I'm waiting for all my reversions. Y'all don't hear people talk about that much, but I'm I'm waiting on mine because everything that came out in 92 is coming back to me uh, 100%. Everything that came back in 93, 94 is coming back to me 100%. I wrote 100% of all the Xscape records. I wrote 100% of Criss Cross. I wrote 100% of Usher My Way. When they come back... What do you mean when they come back? Because I, I have a deal with, with Sony mm-hmm. as a publishing situation, but the reversions, it comes back to me and... I don't have a deal with them. So when the reversions come back and somebody walk up and, and they got that ticket yeah. he talking about, yeah, then, you know, it might do? be it might be a, a conversation. Explain that, J.D., because you've always been the CEO. So I didn't, like, well, even with writers, you have to give over some of the publishing or the matter? No, you make, you make a publishing deal when you're okay. younger. I, I made a publishing deal when I was, like, what, 19? That's when I, that's when I got my money. They gave mm-hmm. me, you know, you give me a million dollars. That's the first million dollars I got from that Sony. It's like a 50-50 split publishing situation. I've been over there since I was 19, <laughs> which is a long time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they get all the songs. So all the songs that you make, they go into this thing. And, you, and you know, I've recouped 
two, three times, right? Mm -hmm. I could have left a bunch of times, but I stayed. By the way, when I start writing songs, to hear that in 25 years you get your reversions or whatever, I never even thought I'd make it that long. So mm -hmm. I'm saying, I'm here. I'm past that point at this point now. So now I'm like, come on. Oh, last question. FWV Escape, who opens up? Ooh. Ooh. We just heard that discussion <laughs> this week. Yeah, I heard that. It was mm. pretty sticky. I want to hear from both of y'all. Um, Think about all the records they got. Me, if, if I was... No, still, if I was still like the front running mindset of Escape, I would have Escape it open. Why? Because the pain that they gonna put in before, you know, coming <laughs> coming after Escape is hard. They really can sing, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, and I'm not saying SWV can't, but because Coco's otherworldly, Coco, huh? Coco can sing. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I'm not saying they can't sing. I'm just saying I've always had that mindset. I've always had that mindset about me as an entertainer, like. Let me go first. Because I feel like it's harder for the person to figure out what they got to do afterwards. I, I remember seeing Jay-Z saying he went on after DMX one night and DMX took his shirt off mm -hmm. and he started pouring water on him and he was <laughs> backstage like, man, what the f*** I'm going to do when I come out there? <laughs> that is the mindset that you had, right? Until you get out there and, and the crowd make it different. But put that pressure on the person and make them sit back there and try to figure out what they're going to do when they come out. Mm -hmm. That's what I would do. See, I, I think I think they should do different markets. SWV, New York, certain areas. I think they should close. But Atlanta, Escape got to close in Atlanta. Yeah, I, like, like I said, I, mean, I, I, wouldn't areas, even, I wouldn't even argue about it. I just because I, I don't. I, I personally feel like that closing first thing. I feel like that's just all. It's mental. I remember going to the Triple Threat concert, and it was Albie Shaw, BBD, and I want to say Bobby Brown. Right. Mm -hmm. I love all of them. BBD was busting Bobby Brown ass, you know, for the time period that they came in. Bobby brought, you know, he did what he had to do in pulling up the rib. But I'm just saying, them being where they were, it wasn't a bad slot. Mm. It's not a thing that I was thinking about, like, damn, BBD should have closed. Right. Right. They right. was killing it. I mean, Got Poison you. was at the height at Poison at the time when I saw this. It felt like they should have closed. But, you know, when Bobby came on and... Tenderoni and all these records came on, you realize why he was the closer, gotcha. right? So I just feel like me personally, I, I I look at that performance slot thing different. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. make sure you pick up the album, Jermaine Dupree Currency. For motivational use yeah. only. Yeah. Appreciate four. you guys for four, joining us. Four, 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 yeah, four, four. four. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, it's The Breakfast Club. It's JD and Currency, y'all. Yeah. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Audible Pick of the Day is the light podcast with Michelle Obama. In this uplifting new series, Michelle Obama discusses meeting life's challenges with Oprah, Tyler Perry, David Letterman, and others. Listen free at the home of storytelling. Audible.com slash the light. It's going to be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. The Breakfast Club, bitches. We're donkeys. Uh, she's 26 years old, and she's a Canadian woman who in 2019 was convicted of impaired driving that led to a massive explosion in London. Y'all might have forgot or never heard of Daniela. 
uh, but it, she pled guilty to four counts of impaired driving, and she was sentenced to three years in prison in 2021. Can I refresh your memory? Let's go to CTV News for the report, please. 22-year-old Daniela Lees faces a dozen charges connected to the blast that rocked the old East Village mid-August. Lees faces charges including impaired operation over 80 milligrams causing bodily harm and four counts of criminal negligence causing bodily harm. On August 14th, emergency crews responded to the Woodman Avenue address for a collision. Once on scene, responders noticed the smell of gas and within minutes the house exploded. Police believe the vehicle hit a gas line when it collided with the home. Now, roughly 100 homes had to be evacuated and seven people were injured, including multiple first responders. Jesus Christ. Uh, well, you know, we live in a world where nobody holds themselves accountable for nothing. Okay, nothing is never the fault of the person. All right, blame always has to go to someone else. So, Daniela is blaming someone else for this. Uh, she's actually filing a lawsuit against Ovations Ontario Food Services, alleging that the company shares some of the liability for civil lawsuits filed by the victims of the blast because <laughs> they served her alcohol. Yeah, she's blaming it on the alcohol. I can't make this kind of stuff up. Let's go to CTV News for the report, please. The Kitchener woman behind the wheel in an impaired driving crash that destroyed and damaged several homes in London is suing the company that served her at Budweiser Gardens that night. Daniela Lees is facing a number of civil lawsuits in relation to the August 2019 crash and says Ovation's Ontario Food Services should share liability. Now, CTV's Krista Simpson is joining us now with more on this story. Krista, uh, before the crash, Lees was at a concert. Ricardo, the statement of claim says, among other things, the company served her alcohol, didn't monitor how much she was drinking, let her drink more than she should have, and ejected her from the venue without making sure she was not going to drive impaired. In October 2020, Lees pleaded guilty to four counts of impaired driving causing bodily harm, ultimately being sent sentenced to three years in prison. Lee's lawsuit against Ovation's Ontario Food Services says the crash would not have happened if the company had not been negligent. You know, I came up in an era when drinking and driving was a choice. Okay, you can drink or you can drive. You can drive or you can drink, but you cannot do both. Okay, we had so many reminders not to drink and drive. You know, uh, South Carolina had the highways, the dieways, commercials. I don't know if they were national. I think they might have been national. Uh, Virginia had to drive sober or get pulled over. Those might have been national, too. I don't remember. But rem remember the buzz driving is drunk driving campaigns? Mm -hmm. I know Texas, Texas had the faces of drunk driving ads. I mean, don't drink and drive was literally drilled into our brains since day one. Okay, not to mention this happened in 2019. All right, the ride share revolution has been happening for a long time. Okay, the Lyfts, the Ubers of the world. There was somebody you could have called Daniela. Now, don't get me wrong. We know that some bars can be held liable when they know a person is intoxicated and they keep serving them. I don't know if this is one of those situations, okay? The lawsuit is saying that uh, they knew she was intoxicated and did not train or supervise staff serving alcohol and put profit above safety. I don't know if all that is true. I don't know if all that is proven. Uh, all I know is that in a drunk driving case, the primary defendant is the drunk driver. 
Okay, we live in a society where nobody wants to be held accountable for their actions. It's always somebody else's fault. She's better off saying the devil made me do it. Okay, if you're going to blame somebody, blame Satan, Lucifer, Beelzebub, Trump, whatever you call the devil. She might as well have put the blame on that evil entity because all that is more believable and makes more sense. But at the end of the day... We are all accountable for ourselves. Simple as that. Accountability breeds responsibility. So whenever you see someone doing something as irresponsible as Daniela did, it's because she's probably a human who has never been held accountable for anything she's ever done in her life. Okay, that three years in prison she's serving right now is the first time she's probably ever been held accountable for her actions. And of course, she doesn't want to take full responsibility. Well, kids, always remember, 99% of all failures come from people who have a habit of making excuses. Safe to say, Daniela falls under that 99%. Please let Remy Ma give Daniela Lease the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid mother are you? Dumb. All right. Well, thank you for the donkey of the day. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Power 105.1. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. An angry outburst or like lose your temper while you're fasting or it like spoils your fast. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really just about like going from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And I do want to say that I think this year is also like really significant because yesterday we just commemorated the 20 year anniversary of the U.S. invasion of Iraq. And having that also kind of come into this moment for Muslim Women's Day, I think is so powerful because, you know, the, the war on Iraq, I think, is like the biggest modern day example of how devastating media misrepresentation can be for communities like ours, like minorities that are underrepresented. Mm -hmm. When we allow other people to tell our stories or speak on our behalf, like they did with Iraq, for example, you know, we were saying that they had these weapons of mass destruction that we had to go in and, you know, like save the world from. And lo and behold, obviously, one of the biggest blunders in American history, there were no weapons of mass destruction. Mm -hmm. And we ended up going into Iraq, the home of one of the oldest modern civilizations in the history of mankind and completely obliterating the country based on total misinformation. And a lot of that misinformation was representing Muslim women as being oppressed. Mm -hmm. And we had to go in there and rescue them. We had to go in there and liberate them and save them. And I started Muslim Girl because it's our way of talking back that we show Muslim women have a voice of our own. There's no such thing as being a voice for the voiceless. It's about empowering people to use their voices for themselves. You know, like who who gets to tell our stories? Who gets to, who gets to hold the pen? What about action though? Like you're the, per you're the type of person you actually went out there, ran for Congress. I feel like sometimes this generation only wants to be on social media and it's just words. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I think especially when you're born into it, it's really powerful to have that fluency. You know, like modern technology today is its own language. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people talk about like armchair activism, right? You're like mm -hmm. you're sitting at home, you're tweeting about things, whatever, whatever. But all those tweets, all all the shares, all all the things that you really talk about online, that shifts public opinion and public opinion is powerful. You know, public opinion is what decides if we are going to do like publicly support going to war with a country that we've never even heard of before or people that we've never even met before. Public opinion is what decides if we're going to really give a damn about human rights. Public opinion is what's going on right now with 
with what's happening with Trump. I mean, we're also talking about today, Trump might get, get indicted. He mm-hmm. might become the first president in American history to get indicted. I don't think that's happening. You don't think it's happening? No, I, I don't think this country uh, will ever truly know how to punish that level of whiteness and that level of privilege. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't, if it does, if, if he ever does get indicted, it won't be for these charges in New York. Maybe, maybe Georgia. Yeah. You know, I still think Merrick, Merrick Garland should be first. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I don't, I don't see it. Maybe though. You never know. Now you talked about Islamophobia, right? Has it gotten better? Has it gotten worse from the last time we spoke to you? Good question. I think that when you don't have a psycho like Trump in office, mm-hmm. it kind of makes people feel like the urgency isn't there anymore. You know, when you have someone literally launching a Muslim ban and saying an entire group of people can't enter the country, obviously it's going to, you know, flare off like the the alarm bells, right? And then when you have a president like Biden in office, it kind of makes people think like everything's cool again and, and all of that. But I think what Trump taught us is that the hate is there. Minorities have been talking about this for generations that racism exists. You know, like we didn't need a racist to come into office to prove that to anybody. But what he did was really let it come out in the open. Now it's just going back underground again. Doesn't mean it's not there. Doesn't mean that it, mm-hmm. it does not still need to be addressed. It absolutely does. Um, it's making its way up to New York right now mm-hmm. <laughs> because they think that their guy's about to get indicted. Yeah. What did they having? What did they say they having a? A, a drive through, uh, was like a drive through. They're gonna be driving from Long Island to, to MAGA cars. Yeah. No like, way, really. Yeah, from Long Island, yeah. Yeah. hundreds of them. Yes. Yeah, they're gonna be driving from yeah. Long Island out to think. What made me think about it is uh, every time I see a movie or they talk or, or they talk about nine eleven, I just wonder how crazy does it get for you? Because I, I think TMZ's doing a, a fifth plane movie. And they talk about uh, the the fifth plane that was hijacked that nobody talks about. And I was wondering, damn, every time that comes up, the, yeah. is it do you get stares when you go to the airport? Do you feel like they pull you to the side? Like, does it get worse every time? Oh my god, yeah. Especially like when you're living in New York. For me, most of my life, like the anniversary of nine eleven was like, all right, I gotta wrap my headscarf a different way so that people don't realize that it's like a Muslim scarf. Really? I gotta like, hi- yeah, of course. Like it's. It's scary. It gets really scary. And, you know, even with like the group chat with my friends, like guys, like, you know, be on on alert, you know, every time there's like a mass shooting in the news, we all collectively hold our breath praying that it's not a Muslim because we know that we're all going to pay the price for it. Mm. Meanwhile, obviously, like the number one, you know, profile of like mass shooters are like white male, white male. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And like they like you don't see the collective paying the price for that you don't even see like the government making any moves to address that meanwhile like you know 9-11 happened and ever since we have to take off our shoes when we walk into the airport you know um and also i think a huge part of it too is just the way that we're represented you know like you when you think of the idea of like who these hijackers are what a terrorist is they're men that look like my father my brothers my cousins you know like people that are just stereotyped and grouped into one huge monolith and when you do that that's how you can dehumanize an entire population of people we're still kicking with Amani so don't move it's the breakfast club good morning everybody it's DJ Envy Charlemagne the guy we are the breakfast club we're still kicking with Amani Charlemagne we all uh we all get excited when we see ourselves represented in the arts right like Mm -hmm. TV film I wondered for you did Miss Marvel do anything for you being you know set in Jersey of course Muslim like first of all I am Miss Marvel 
<laughs> brown jersey girl with superpowers okay um but yeah i mean it, it was really cool because muslim girl became the first muslim media to ever cover a marvel red carpet when we covered the premiere of this wow. marvel so it was wow. like a really beautiful full circle moment and i think that those are the stories we need to see are you kidding me do you know what impact that would have had on me growing up if i saw a marvel superhero that i could resonate with and connect with mm -hmm. Actually, there was this really interesting conversation that I had with Shonda Rhimes about Grey's Anatomy. And she was talking about how that show, showing these diverse women of color within the med field, it directly correlated with like a skyrocketing of women of color entering into medicine, mm. you know, and like studying that. Mm -hmm. So just think the effect it has when Muslim girls, for example, only ever see a reflection of themselves in the media as oppressed as victims, mm. as tortured, as angry, as terrorists, you know? Imagine what happens when you see a positive reflection of yourself in the media around you, what that can do as a society. Now I see uh, on the sheet it says, you blame Charlemagne for the worst first date ever. Oh hmm? God. What happened? What? That, that, that's what it says on the sheet. It says, why do you blame Charlemagne for the worst first date ever? This is gonna take me out of my Ramadan vibes right now. <laughs> what happened? What happened? I don't know, I'm asking, I don't know. Yeah, no, I definitely blame you. For, like, okay, the worst okay. first date I've ever been on, for sure. What happened? The guy so, remind you of Charlemagne? Look like Charlemagne? Short no, like Charlemagne? I met, I met this really nice, you know, nice Muslim Arab man. Mm -hmm. Want to take me out on a date? Okay. Had like a beautiful career and profession. I'm like, all right, dope. Like this is gonna be good. It's gonna, he's gonna take me out on a nice date, whatever. First, very first conversation. He's like, yo, like you know, I discovered what my calling is in life. You know, everyone has a calling, and I discovered mine. I'm like, oh, like, you know, that's amazing. What is it? He's like, I'm going to quit my job and become a rapper. And this is his, like, next trajectory. Like, he's like, that's how I'm going to make a million bucks. That's, like, whatever. Proceeds to hold me hostage in his car for 20 minutes that night to make me listen to his, like, crappy music. <laughs> was that bad? Are you With, like, the auto-tune, like, super low, like, did not sound like him whatsoever. I'm just like, bro, like, do not quit your job, please. Like, <laughs> Jesus. And then I'm not planning on like talking to him ever again because it's just like a miserable like whatever. Um, and then he actually had the audacity to like DM me afterwards like, yo, so like, um, I know like you and Charlemagne are cool. Do you mind sending him my music? I know he's going to want to work with me, this and that. So I'm like, wow. was that why you took me out on this like torturous wow. date? You know? Wow. You might have missed your blessing. Yeah, he might be good. He might be good. Listen, Muslim, like finding a good Muslim man today and like, you know, from my background, from whatever, my age group, like they are far and few between. So I felt like. So just telling me sucks. I got That's it. Like I used to want to rap. And it took my man, Dr. Robert Evans, who's a mentor of mine. He told me I sucked as a rapper. And he said, you should focus on radio and being an executive. That's well, he, literally what he told me Charlamagne had a stupid ago. rap name. Like, ask Charlamagne what well, his no, rap my, name was. That, that oh, time my rap name was Charlamagne. Before that, my rap name was Dizzy Van Winkle. But what? All, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine Wait, Dizzy Van like Winkle? Wait, Wikipedia or something? I've never heard that. But all it takes is for somebody to say you suck. All you had to do was tell that brother, he sucks as a rapper. He'd have left it alone. Y'all be happily ever after right Are now. you kidding? Like, no. I wonder what his he rap said name was. was. Nice, Yo, after he's already like <laughs> quitting his job and changing his entire life for this dream of his, I'm not gonna shatter a young man's like aspirations like that. What is he doing now? I mean, that's the thing. He was like a commercial pilot. No, I'm like, he's gonna take me on some nice dates. That's gonna be fun. Like, no, secure. man. No, man. <laughs> Jesus. Wow, man. I'm like, you're leaving that for this? He probably went yeah. back. Disappointing. He probably went back to flying. 
I, I sure as hell hope so. Yo, hit Omani up, King. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be the next rapper. Tell him you came up rapping, yo. <laughs> yo, but, but, but after 30 days, you know, like once Ramadan, once Ramadan has passed. <laughs> Now, you know, you recently went to the White House too to see uh, uh, Dr. Jill Biden. Yeah, how was that? Yeah, no, it was it was really great. It was really awesome. Um, she was delivering the International Women of Courage Awards, so we got to see some of the most influential women on the planet. You know, like all coming to DC to the White House to get these awards for exceptional things they've done. Um, it was pretty cool to see like so many women from different backgrounds represented there. You know, there was one woman who gave a speech. She was actually the uh, a senator from Malaysia, and she was the only awardee that was given the chance to like share some remarks and to see her, you know, stand out of her, her wheelchair mm -hmm. to speak in front of the first lady and the secretary of state Blinken and start her speech with assalamu alaikum, Ooh. peace be upon you. You know, it was definitely a moment for me. Do you, do you feel like that administration is doing enough for, for Muslims? Of course not. Yeah. Definitely not. So when I think about how the last administration did an all-out assault on Muslims, I feel like, you know, that, that, that pushback against that should be just as loud from the new administration. I don't even think they do enough to protect the, the, the people who worship in Congress. Here's the thing. I mean, we're we're literally seeing attacks on Congress right now that mm -hmm. really just parallel the silencing happening on a mass scale. I mean, look at what happened to Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. That's right. First right. African-born congressperson, right. first Somali-born, mm -hmm. and she was on the Foreign Affairs Committee, and the Republicans removed her. Literally, probably, like, the most useful voice that we have in the government to sit on a committee like that and now like the entire committee looks like you know just like the same white man over and over mm -hmm. again if you scroll there like committee page you know mm -hmm. i think what it, what's really important is for our communities to come together you know like i'll never forget when the muslim ban started right um i'm thinking about this a lot as we reflect on like the war in iraq and how the cycle repeats itself you know how like how mm -hmm. what happened with george w Bush re repeated itself with trump for my community and I was in this group chat with like all the American Muslim leaders from like national organizations and stuff like that. And as soon as the Muslim ban happened, they're all like texting. One of the first texts was like, where are our black brothers and sisters? We need them to like stand with us right now and stuff like that. And you know, my immediate thought was, well, Mike Brown just got shot a few years earlier. Like where was the Muslim community to stand with our black brothers and sisters mm. at that time, right? It's like for us, and especially when you think about you know, like where non-black Muslims are and their disconnect with the black community. It's so important because we inevitably need each other. You know, the weather always changes and every time it's they're they're coming for one of us. Mm -hmm. So the only way is like we have to when when that moment, that opportunity to present itself for us to step up, be an ally, have each other's backs. It's always on us to be the first ones to do it because it's gonna come back around and we're gonna need that hand extended as well. Word. Well, we appreciate you for stopping by. And if they wanna donate to uh, Muslim girls, what do they do? Check out MuslimGirl.com. Mm -hmm. Follow Muslim Girl on all social medias. Follow me, Amani, on all social media and keep updated about Muslim Women's Day next week. Um, and of course, we got a lot of programs coming up for Ramadan. So, well, when, you launch so much. The, uh, when you launch the, uh, the, the, the beauty product line, you gotta come back. Oh yeah, for sure. Would love right. to. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's Amani, and we appreciate you for joining us, and thank you for coming in person this time. Thank you, thank you for having me. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. 
Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. 
Charlemagne the guy, we are the Breakfast Club. Now you know on Fridays we do Pass the Ox. That's where Nala comes up and Nala breaks down what she's listening to, what we should be listening to, and she usually puts us on to some stuff that we honestly just don't know about. So we have Nala with us this morning. Good morning, Nala. DJ Nala Simone. Hey guys, what's going on? All right, so this week I'm gonna start off with this sexy red drink that's moving called Pound Town. Now when I first people love this record. Yeah, when I first heard it, I really didn't take it seriously. It feels like a, one of those like joking records, but it's actually really moving. My ass <laughs> brown. Yeah. <laughs> I see you're already tapped in. Uh, that would be your favorite line. <laughs> Man, y'all making real hip-hop heads drive off a bridge this morning. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If you one of them hip-hoppers that grew up wearing uh, denim jeans, shorts with construction Timberlands, and you was on Chew Sticks listening to Wu-Tang, you are mad as hell right now. <laughs> there is people in the car pulling out their dreads, even though they already got a bald <laughs> spot in the middle. It is a 55, 60-year-old hip-hop head right now losing his shit. Is this what hip-hop has come to? Is this what hip-hop has come to? Well, they love that song. Yeah, it's hip hop is in just different spaces. We, we got a lot of pockets. You got jingle raps, you got catchy raps, and you got rap rap. And I'm gonna give you guys for the real hip hop fans. Let me give you guys one too. This is actually an exclusive from Wild Great from Earth Gang. Um, he sent me this record, and it's really really tough. So he gave me permission to link it, and it's called Avant God. Hard, hard. That's dope. I love Earth Gang. Um, question. Because, you know, I, I really enjoy Earth Gang as a duo, um, but maybe I'm not tapped in enough. Are either one of them uh, hot enough to go solo at this point? Hot enough to go solo? I mean, I guess it depends on your definition of hot. I think they have, like, really strong and solid fan bases. Are they, okay. like, are they, like, the blog era rapper level? No, but within their niche, I think they're strong enough. But I don't even think that they're going solo per se like i don't at least that i know if they haven't talked about anything like that he's probably just exploring other ways to be creative that's all yeah mm -hmm. okay I, I like it i like it i like it and then lastly um i'm gonna go with mellow bucks she just did a remix of her record boom that was moving a lot of people were doing the boom dance but now she just shot a remix with Lotto, which is going crazy. Okay. I want my toes sucked, slack, groceries eaten from the back. Boom, you see me. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you do the remix, Charlemagne. And who was that, Mellow Bucks? Yeah, that's Mellow Bucks and Big Lotto, which is just cool to see the girls collaborating. Like, I, I love that. And I know Lola and Young Miami and Lotto, I just did the Don't Play With It remix, too. So it's just cool to see the girls having fun. That is and Mellow Rax is a rapper, too, right? Mellow Rax is also a rapper. She signed with Young Money, but this is Mellow Bucks. Right. And so she's from Chicago. What's the Mellow thing mean for y'all generation? Like, what does that mean? Like, what, what is that? Just like, like, is that actually like the word Mellow? Like, just cool? Um, it, it's M-E-L-L-O. I don't know what it means. They <laughs> have to ask. <laughs> it might be short for her name or something. I don't know. We don't know. Yo, if we got a Mellow Bucks. We got a Mellow Racks. We need a Mellow Yellow. Where's Mellow Yellow? All right, Nala, thank you so much. Now, Nala, give them all your information, Nala, if they want to holler at you. Uh, you know what? Maybe that could be Envy's new nickname. You know, you Mellow like Yellow. Him. Oh, you're going to join in with him, Nala? <laughs> I thought you was on my side, Nala. Hey, you know what? I'm sorry. I had to let that one out. Right. I was like, who could be Mellow Yellow? All right. 
Uh, make sure you guys follow me on Instagram at Nyla Simone, N-Y-L-A-S-Y-M-O-N-E-E-E. And then make sure you guys click the link in bio so you can tap into the Past the Ox playlist, which is updated with all the new music that comes out. And tell them watch the Amazon show. I was watching it uh, uh, Wednesday night. Yes, definitely make sure you guys watch uh, my new show on Amazon. It's me, Rob Markman, Gabe P, and Speedy Norman. And we just, we spin the block on hip hop topics. So it's just an hour of us debating. So if you guys are into hip hop as much as we are, definitely tap in. It's a vibe. It's called the Roundtable Rotation. It's nine o'clock every Wednesday night. I watched it uh this past Wednesday. I thought I had to pay for it. I was so pleasantly surprised that oh, I did. Oh yeah, it's free. Download the app. Just download the Twitch app. Type in uh, rotation and you'll see us. I didn't even have to download the app. I just clicked the link and it took me right to it. Oh, dope. oh really? Yep. Fire. Okay, good. Oh, yep. All right. Well, thank you, Nala. Up next, we got the People's Choice Mix. It don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, uh, we got a shout to uh, Currency and Jermaine Dupree for stopping through. Also, Amani for stopping through this morning. That's right. Salute to Currency and Jermaine Dupree. Make sure you go grab that album uh, for motivational use only. And, man, put some respect on the legend Jermaine Dupree's name. I don't know what's going on in the media lately where the South has been getting slighted a lot, but I don't like it. Okay, I don't like it at all. I don't even understand it anymore because this isn't like some niche thing. Like the South has been the most dominant region of hip hop for the past, man, probably 21 years. Easily, mm. easily. I'm talking about easily. It's not even close. So stop it. Put some respect on Jermaine Dupree's name. You can't even talk about Atlanta without talking about Jermaine Dupree. So stop it. Shout out to JD. All right. Now, um, also, let me shout out to everybody in Memphis again. Uh, my car show is going down May 28th. If you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets. We're doing it for Young Dolph. So we're doing it actually with Young Dolph's estate, with Young Dolph's family. We're going to have Young Dolph's whole fleet there. Key Glock's going to have some cars there. Some of his celebrity friends are going to bring some cars. I'm bringing 50 Cent's cars, my cars. It's going to be a family fun day. The Dolph Museum will be there. So if you want to see some of his clothes and artifacts and art and jewelry, we'll have that on display. Also, we have kids' games and rides and, and gaming trucks and face paint and food and all that. If you haven't got your tickets, click the link in my bio. Get your tickets. We're going to have fun. That's May 28th, which closes out Memphis in May. So I can't wait to see you guys. And then uh, I know we're also heading to Atlanta for Charlemagne's podcast. That's right. We have the uh, Black Effect Podcast Festival. The first ever Black Effect Podcast Festival is happening in Atlanta on April 22nd at Pullman Yards. Man, I want to thank everybody who's purchased their tickets already. Uh, like I've been saying, if y'all keep buying tickets the way y'all buying tickets, we're going to sell out before April 22nd. And I couldn't be more grateful. Uh, we have live podcasts. 85 South Show, mm -hmm. Reasonably Shady, Horrible Decisions. They'll all be on the stage. Um, just to name a few of the podcasts that'll be there. And we got food. We got music. We got the Black Effect Marketplace, which is going to be a lot of the local businesses in Atlanta. They're going to be there, as well as merchandise from your favorite podcast. And it's hosted by me and Jess Hilarious. So pull up on us, man. We'll see you uh, April 22nd. Go to Eventbrite for your tickets and go to BlackEffect.com for more info. All right. When we come back, we got the positive notice. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time to get up out of here. Charlemagne, you got a positive note? 
I do have a positive note, uh, but first I just want to remind everybody, make sure you go get your tickets for the first ever Black Effect Podcast Festival happening April 22nd in Atlanta at Pullman Yards. I just want to thank everybody who's buying tickets, man. Um, if y'all keep buying tickets the way y'all buying tickets, we are absolutely going to sell out before April 22nd, and I love that. Uh, the 85 South Show will be on that stage live. Horrible Decisions. The Big Facts Podcast will be on that stage live, just to name a few of the podcasts that'll be there. It's hosted by me and Jess Hilarious. We're going to have food. My man Louis V is providing the soundtrack. We got the Black Effect Marketplace where we'll have local business, businesses from Atlanta there, as well as merchandise from your favorite podcast. So go to eventbrite.com right now and get your tickets or go to blackeffect.com for more information, okay? Thank you, thank you, thank you, and we'll see you April 22nd at the first ever Black Effect Podcast Festival. Now, I want y'all to remember this going into the weekend. Uh, the key to life is not to prioritize what's on your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. Breakfast club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done? In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter. A people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.